What's up, guys? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the True Strength Life Podcast. I'm Aaron Simpkins, your host, owner of TrueStrengthApparel.com. So today we have the first True Strength Life interview. <clears throat> this is with my good friend, Jason Bordeaux, who does all kinds of stuff. He's involved in, in a lot of different things. And so I really just wanted to get his take on all of that, let you know, um, bring him bring him to you guys in case you didn't know of him didn't know of what he does didn't know of his podcast and and different things he's interested in and and uh uh things that he also has coming up like releasing a, a bible commentary and and just different things like that this guy is uh he has an amazing mind he has an amazing love for the lord and uh and also puts out uh, amazing content um that that you guys might enjoy so yeah, basically that's it. Uh, we're gonna start out. I'm gonna try to do this uh, for for most of my interviews, where I have them at the end of the interview. I have them give a little message that they want. That basically is the main message they want to get across to people, and then I'll I'll take that and I'll move it to the very very beginning of the interview. So I'm gonna play that first, and then we'll jump into the whole interview. So I hope you guys enjoy. Go check out uh, all of Jason's content, all of his podcasts, and and all that good stuff. And all the uh, all all his links and everything for him will be in the show notes. So go go check out that out that subscribe to his stuff, and uh, share this show. I appreciate you guys, and uh, God bless. So I think one of the most important things that we have to realize is everybody was created for a purpose. All of us, if we can. Find that purpose, grow in that, uh, and grow in that with those who are around us, include your family, I believe, along with your individual purpose. Even your family together as a unit also has a purpose, whether it's just you and your spouse or you, your spouse, kids, or just you and kids, if that's the scenario. Um, I feel like our ultimate point on this earth is to fulfill some sort of God-given purpose, because if we don't, and there's going to be work and, and holes left in the earth that should have been filled by us. And, uh, and I think that'll be a solution to ending in suicide, depression, anxiety, all of those things, if we can find our God-given purpose and uh, strive to achieve that. All right, guys, this is the True Strength Life podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another episode. I'm Aaron Simpkins, your host, and I am on the phone with the first ever True Strength Life interview. This is my good friend, Jason Bordeaux, who does all kinds of stuff, and that's kind of what we're going to talk about today, uh, so he can give you a little insight on what he does, uh, what's on his mind, what's on his heart, and things that he contributes to, so... Uh, Go ahead, Jason. Why don't you kind of introduce yourself real quick? Yo, yo, what's up? Um, my name is Jason Bordeaux, as Aaron alluded to. Uh, I do a lot of things, uh, but before anything that I do, I am a uh, father of Christ. I am a husband, father, uh, small group Bible study teacher, podcaster. That's uh, probably a good summer. Oh, well, I, I do work as a pharmacy tech as my job that pays the bills, but I really don't identify with that. So, uh, I mean, it's just, you know, 
that's just something I do to pay bills. That's it. But um, yeah, that's, that's kind of the gist of what I do for the most part. Well, I mean, I work with Track Stars and do a lot of stuff there. Um, but I guess I would probably identify myself more by a teacher and podcaster in terms of uh, things that I do for life. Got you. Sounds good. Sound like a busy man. A little bit, a little bit. So let's uh let's go into your, your podcast. Let's talk about them for a little bit. You're uh you have two podcasts, correct? Yeah, I have a business with Porto, uh which is as it sounds, is based around businesses. I interview small business owners, Christian business owners, of which uh, you were actually my first interview with True Strength Apparel. Um, so that was pretty cool. Way back then, yeah, it was about three years ago. And um can't believe you decided to be my friend for that long. It's amazing. But uh, I also have the Solomon Sports Podcast, which is really uh, more of a fun-going podcast where we talk about comic book cultures, movies, TV shows, things like that. Uh, and then we also like to dive into theology, uh, biblical discussions, things that uh, really focus on our Christian walk and discipleship. And uh, and it's not a combination of the two in that we talk about how you can use comic books to talk about the Bible. It's just we talk about the things that we're a fan of. Uh, we love the Bible, and then we love comic book movies. So we'll actually do like a, a review of the latest Star Wars movie not necessarily trying to build a Christian theology around the Star Wars movie, if that makes sense. Uh, there are some people that do that, and, you know, no shade to them. It's just not something that we wanted to do. Uh, we wanted to be genuine fans of the, uh, the the platform of combo books and stuff, and then also share our faith in the same podcast medium. I like the music, too. Yeah. I, I like that. Uh, your your format is one of my favorites as far as podcasts go because and and even though even though we might not have the same exact interests, you know, I'm not I'm not a comic book nerd like you are, but uh, I do enjoy the movies and all. Um, but I like how, like you just said, you're you're not trying to necessarily incorporate or or fuse the comic books and and theology. Uh, even though your theology does influence everything you do in your life, I understand that. But uh, but it's more of just you're a fan of it. You like it, so you know I want to talk about it. It's just it's really like that simple. And uh, but you're also you know really stronger on on your heart is uh, is growing in the word and and just seeing how that might apply to completely you know seemingly random topics like I think what was your last one uh, uh how what the bible might say about aliens or something yeah yeah we talked about the possibilities of you know life on other planets intelligent life on other planets and how can we in uh in a good biblical theology and understanding of our scripture uh how that can impact us and how does the bible or does the Bible give any type of um, kind of teaching that can affect that? Um, and so 
it, it was really more of a fun conversation. Uh, you know, the Bible doesn't talk about aliens, but, you know, there were a couple of scriptures we, we kind of touched on that might imply an idea of some stuff. Um, but, you know, and I'm not going to lie, those were reaching passages, and we we admitted that. <laughs> but, uh, but, but it was fun to talk about it. It was a fun conversation. Um, not all of them are real fun. Some of them are deep and more meaningful. Um, you know, and some of them are kind of more lighthearted and, you know, try to have a little bit of, of everything for everybody uh, the best we can. Yeah, I like that. Um, I like that. And so uh, you said earlier that you're a, uh, a leader and a teacher in a, uh, it's, it's in your home Bible study. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, just a group of friends and I, we wanted to kind of dig deep into the Word, and uh, so I kind of took the uh, kind of the role and the mission of doing the deep learning and teaching of it. Um, I feel like I'm a, uh, a natural teacher. I feel like that's you know, my spiritual gift, and so, you know, I love it. I love learning about the Word. I'm a theological nerd, and... So, you know, I'm tasked with trying to figure out uh, what's applicable to a more general audience who wants to know about the Word and uh, and how it can impact their life and the way we live our lives here and now. And um, so, but that's, that's probably one of my most favorite things to do, honestly, is study the Word, um, you know, write my notes down, which are becoming essentially commentaries and then teaching it. It's uh it's funny you just mentioned that at the very end because I was I was gonna I was gonna bring that up but I didn't know what you want to say about it if you even did but I know that you've said to me before that you have a a whole basically a whole Matthew commentary that you're thinking of releasing. Um is that anything you wanna you want to touch on real quick? Yeah um so essentially I, I I took the time to study uh, a lot of other commentaries, a lot of other historical things. Um, you know, Holy Spirit gave me a lot of great, um, I don't know if I want to say insight, but more clarification, you know, scripture, interpreting scripture. So he used scripture to help me understand what, you know, this passage means in its context. And so I took all of those notes and in a Google Doc, about 71 pages. Um, it's not exhaustive. Uh, obviously, nobody can do an exhaustive commentary on any book in the Bible. Probably not even one verse in the Bible. Uh, but I felt like it went a little deeper than some of the very general commentaries. Uh, a few people told me that you know they, they really enjoyed it. So, uh, and one of the things I wanted to do is think about the future uh, of ministry in my life and. Um, you know, if I ever do, if I if I, if I ever am called to lead, uh, you know, a group of believers in more of a full-time kind of a thing, I would want to have other sources of revenue and income to be uh, my family rather than just me having to depend on, like, the tithe and offering of the church to do that. So I'm thinking long-term that and then my kids will have my notes and stuff that I did uh, before they were old enough to understand theology. So it was multiple reasons why I did it. 
And, uh, and you know, my goal was to try to have it released by April 6th, which is my birthday. Uh, so hopefully it'll be released by then. But right now I'm still trying to, you know, trying to tweak it and make sure some of the it sounds right, that it doesn't have awkward sentences in it and phrases. Because a lot of times I'm going to write it like I would say it, and it doesn't read quite as well. So that's something yeah. I'm kind of working through right now. That and then um, kind of what to call it, you know, am I going to start a, a series of commentaries or, or whatever it's called. So things like that are kind of what I'm in the works with right now. But I have Matthew, Galatians, and I'm working on James. Uh, you already have one of the Galatians too? Yeah, uh, I haven't gone through and edited it. Uh, I'm still kind of working on Matthew in the editing process, but uh, essentially all of my notes and everything I came up with during my study of Galatians, uh, I have all of that mapped out in a Google Doc form as well. And so, um, so yeah, essentially right now I have a commentary on Matthew and James, and I'm through, well, not James, Galatians, sorry, and I'm working on James. And uh, I got about eight pages of the first maybe ten verses. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, that's probably James is a good one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what would you say on saying on the commentary real quick, there I, I since you're you're somebody who actually is is has written them and are going to continue writing them, um, what would you say to somebody who might have the opinion of, you know, basically why would you spend your time doing all this because there's millions of commentaries out there, you know, couldn't you focus on something else, like that type of idea? Is that something you've thought about or, or you know, have any input on? Yeah, I mean, honestly, you know, I kind of looked at some of the top commentaries and I felt like they just kind of all were – and each of them were missing something. Um, and for me, you know, and, and, and I, I didn't start off like, you know, hey, I'm writing a commentary. I started off with as deep of study notes as I could get. And, you know, I would dig and dig and dig until I kind of felt like I had an understanding of the scripture the best I could at, at that point in time. Obviously, I want to continue learning. I don't feel like we'll ever like, exhaust our learning of any scripture, like I said earlier. But uh, and it's, it's, it's not like, hey, people need this. Like, I'm going to do this because people need it. I'm doing it because I need it and I want it. And um, and if anybody around me wants to have it as well, then, then they can. And, you know, some people are willing to support. So if they want to, they can purchase it. Uh, you, know, I, you know, I'm thinking about just letting people download it for free. You know, I've sent it to several people already for free just so they can read it. And uh, and it's kind of, you know, it's, it's like, you know, why start a church when there's 30 churches around you, depending on what part of the country you're in? Yeah, exactly. Uh, either that church doesn't meet the needs of those people. Honestly, commentary, sometimes, you know, you can read one commentary and it not meet the need that you have for what you're doing. You know, some commentaries might be so focused on just teaching you the Greek and the Hebrew of the words. And yep. uh, some commentaries are going to be straight general application or, or I don't want to say generic application because that sounds kind of, you know, it sounds a little derogatory, but 
it'll just be kind of basic, like, you know, the scripture means have faith that God's going to take care of you in these situations. Where if you read the text in context, it might go a little deeper than that, and you could probably pull a lot more, um, there's probably a lot more in there than what you're getting on the surface in a generic commentary. And so that's kind of the reason why I was doing it. And um, that and I, I, I won't want people to have to go out and do all of the research that I've done in order to find the information I found. And, um, and so, I mean, I, you know, maybe I don't need to do it. I don't know. But, uh, you know, I, I, I'm not doing it just to do it. You know, I'm doing it as a part of teaching uh, fellow believers that meet weekly at my house. And this just happens to be the, the leftovers of the meal <laughs> that, you know, that, that I'm saving for people. So that was, yeah, I think that's, that's really cool. That's a, that was a good explanation. And then you said earlier too, and this is, and, and it was, a, it's a good segue into the next, uh, next stuff I was going to ask you. Uh, you also said, cause if I was to ever, I, I've had it in my mind too, to, you know, possibly do something like this. And I always have those thoughts of, you know, do I really have to? Is it necessary? That type of thing. And something that always brings me back to, you know, this, this, even if this one thing was the only thing that, the only reason why I, I would do it, I think it's worth it. And that is, you said, something that for my, my family and my kids to be able to see. Um, you know, I, I think that's, that's so cool. Uh, to, to even if even if uh, you end up writing a whole commentary and, and don't end up publishing it or, or or you do put it out and you know three people buy it but you still have a commentary that your kid can pick up and someday or throughout the rest of their life they can be like hey these these were my father's thoughts on you know on this scripture I, I think it's so cool that I can you know kind of be in his mind as I'm going through the scripture I, I think that's so cool uh, because uh, it just, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just think that's cool. But so my next, in a way, it's leaving a legacy and uh, in a non-financial way, you're leaving an inheritance to your children's children. Yeah, exactly. And, and so, you know, that scripture, you know, I don't think just means money. You know, I think it, it encompasses a lot of things, and this is one of them. And my children, my grandchildren, their children, they can read this collection of thoughts and, and hope, I hope it's wisdom and explanations of text and scripture that they'll be able to pass out, hopefully. And, um, and so, you know, it's really just, you know, leaving a legacy that goes beyond uh, just physical. So, exactly. Uh, I think. And like I said, I think that alone is, is worth it, you know, for you to do that stuff. And real quick on that same note, I remember, I mean, you know, you know Ken Ham. Uh, probably a lot of people listening know of Ken Ham, um, the leader and president of Answers in Genesis Ministry. But I remember hearing his testimony and a huge impact on his life and and pointing him in the direction of doing the things that he does was the fact that he inherited his dad's Bible and his dad's Bible was, he said it was, it was full of notes all over the place. 
almost on every page of scripture. And so he he loved that he had this this place where he could go and and you know be in the mind of his dad and and as he's reading scripture uh and that had a real big influence on on his life and his and his trajectory you know going and doing ministry and all the way that that he does so just something to think about you know with with doing that kind of thing and and doing what you're doing um we there's so much of this kind of stuff that we we don't have any clue we may never have any clue um while we're here on this earth of the impact it's going to make um but it could have a huge impact um you know again ken ham for example his ministry reaches millions of people i mean i'm pretty sure when his dad was writing notes in his bible he wasn't necessarily thinking of reaching millions of people with you know but basically being influenced by these notes um right it just happened through his son and uh you know that's it's it's the same thing with you making a commentary you might not be the one that he, on this earth seeing the seeing that that type of fruit from it but uh who knows could be your children could be their children um we don't know um and it may not even be something huge like millions or or hundreds of thousands of people but it it still could have a drastic influence on you know maybe somebody getting saved someday uh so yeah i think that's great so rolling that into family life you're relatively young i mean we're we're getting up there but you're still young and you you are uh, happily married and have three beautiful girls. You're a girl dad, so talk about that a little bit. You know your uh, just your family life and and maybe some maybe some marriage uh, tips or advice that have worked and haven't worked. Because um, you how you've been married, you got to be like ten years or so, right? Yeah, June eighteenth will be twelve years. Yeah, I've been married. Uh, we got married really, really young. Uh, before we were 20, we were married. And I've seen, I tell young people a lot of time, we're the exception to the rule. I, it, it is a testimony in itself, and I won't go you know, into the testimony. Um, but, you know, we have three daughters. Uh, we lost our very first child. And so that really brought us together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, usually tragedies either tear you apart or bring you closer together than ever. And ours, thankfully, pulled us closer together. And um, so, I, you know, I think that was by the grace of God. You know, we weren't, we met in church, but we weren't like, you know, we weren't the, the most spiritual of the kids. Uh, I don't know how many kids are spiritual, but we definitely weren't those if there are any. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Um, it was just, you know, I think at first we were young and we had a point to prove. Like everybody told us we were not going to make it. Uh, so together, you know, we just kind of tackled life. And one of the things that, you know, I tell people, uh, one of the issues I had when I first got married is all my closest friends kind of left because it was like, hey, man, you're spending all this time, you know, with this girl. And you're just leaving us in the wind. And I'm like, well, I'm going to be married to her forever. Like that's she's yeah. she's my wife. Like 
uh, don't really share common interests. And uh, so it's, it's kind of tough. You know, we can still hang out and stuff, but it's not going to be anywhere near as much as it used to be. And so, you know, there's there's a part of you that you may have to sacrifice, and you got to be okay with that. Yeah. Um, Let me – uh, what you just said reminded me of something. Can I say that real quick? Yeah. Uh, on a, a rapper we both listened to, Andy Minio, um, on – I think it was his most recent album, he – he had a snippet in there where he was talking about a, uh, a, a running back from the NFL. I forget his name, but is a friend of, of Andy Mino. And he was telling Andy that uh, some of his teammates would get on him sometimes, you know, about like going to date night with his wife and stuff like that. Like, why are you coming out with the boys and everything? And he had a very simple answer. And it was, you know, I love you guys and all that. You know, but this is my wife. Like, I'm I'm not missing date night. This is this is my wife that I'm gonna be with until I die. You know, you you guys are my friends and and my teammates. But you know, we're not. <laughs> this is gonna end. You know, relatively soon. But my wife's not ending anytime soon. So I I'm I'm pouring into that relationship because that's most important. I thought that yeah. was pretty cool. Yeah, and the other thing too is, you know, if, if you're a believer, if you're a Christian follower of Christ, and you get married, your 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 vows are not just to that person; they're to that future person that they're going to become. Yep, and they are to God. And so, anytime you're thinking about your marriage, it's not just I promised her that I would love her in sickness and health, mm-hmm. rich and poor, and good, bad. I also promised God that I would do that. And I think that is often not really thought about is the God aspect. I mean, you know, premarital counseling, yeah, you, you know that. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. But when it comes down to it, it's like, are you talking to God about this? Are you telling God, hey, God, I'm going to break the vow I made to you about this? Um, I think we can easily forget that. But also, you know, and this is more speaking to the men, and I know I've told you this before. As I, you know, I think of like how Christ loved the church. Like the church has been so wrong to Jesus while he was here on earth, and, and you know, even now that he's gone, uh, but yet he's never done anything but love us continually on and on and on. Um, and so I think the call to men is to love their wives no matter what. And it's hard to say that to every man because every man goes through different things. And just to be transparent, my wife is great. Like, she loves me. We get along well. We take care of each other. I mean, so I'm not going to say I've been through the mud and I've had to love through as hard a time as some of these men out there are really going through. And, um, but I, you know, I try to say the truth about a matter before I encounter the matter, and I know what the truth is about it. And you know, loving your wife, like Christ did, Christ loved her beyond death. And uh, so, <laughs> I mean, you know, we always say till death, but really, Christ loved beyond death. Um, so I don't know how to really do that, but I do know that I got to do everything in my power to love my wife, which includes praying for her, uh, finding ways to be selfless, and 
and really, I, I think prayer is one of those things that we we undervalue. Uh, we really need to be praying for our spouse, like really praying for them. And I've learned that more so in the past probably four months. I've yep. really been taking time to make sure I pray for my wife so, uh, and then my kids and trying to make sure they know daddy loves them, that even if I have to discipline them in my very harsh, deep daddy voice, and yes, I will pop them on the hind part. I do believe in that. <laughs> but I love them after that as well. That, that's a part of my love for them. But then I love them afterward with kisses and hugs and explanations. Um, so yep. it's, I mean, there's, there's, some very, there's some very clear proverbs that, you know, if you're not disciplining your kids, you're actually not loving them. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. Yeah. That's good. Um, yeah, and, and it's good to – you guys are a great example um, because, like you said, you got married really young, um, probably a lot younger than most people would say you should have. But uh, that's just, I think, society's influence on those people that, that have that answer. Uh, but you guys are, you know, how old are you? You're, how are you 30 yet? Yeah, I'm 30. Okay. And you're 30 and you've been married for 12 years. Like that sounds like almost, almost. It's, well, it's, technically I was 19 when I got married. Okay. Um, yeah. it, but it's weird because it's, it's like a conflicting thing when you say it together, you know, you, you sound young, but at the same time, you sound like you've been married a long time. <laughs> Um, I mean, it's we've been through a lot together. I mean, and I think that's part of it too. Is like, you know, it's it's almost, you know, this is a whole other conversation. But it's like in in James and First Peter when it talks about you going through trials and you build endurance and you mature in your faith in yep. your marriage. You mature in your marriage when you go through trials together. And we we lost a child. We both have family that we've had to take care of that are all older than us. We're both the youngest of siblings, but we've been able to progress past the struggles our siblings have went through. We have parents that we take care of. Uh, we have a daughter who's had a lots of surgeries in her early life and still continues to this day. Uh, but we've been able to mature in life through that, and I think we're together and closer together. And so... You know, really, I look at those struggles, and now I know what James says when he says, count it all joy. Like, I count it blessing that it's brought my wife and I closer together, uh, as it should also bring us closer to Christ. Which in itself is a whole entire, that's a whole picture. Like, if we're the bride of Christ, Christ is the bridegroom, struggles bring us closer to him, then as husband and wife going through trials together, it should bring each other closer together. 100%. Hundred percent. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I'm glad I have friends like you in my corner because we we all need each other and and uh yeah, wow, this was good. Um, so I want to end this with uh, I like I, I kind of stole Candace Owens' idea from her podcast. I like how she ends it, so I'm gonna kind of do the same thing, um, but shorten it i'm giving you 30 seconds say 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 whatever you want 
um, whatever message you want to get across to whoever's listening. And then I will take that 30-second clip and start the podcast with that. So starting right now. So I think one of the most important things that we have to realize is everybody was created for a purpose, all of us. If we can find that purpose, grow in that, uh, and grow in that with those who are around us, include your family, I believe, along with your individual purpose, even your family together as a unit also has a purpose, whether it's just you and your spouse or you, your spouse, kids, or just you and kids. If that's the scenario. Um, I feel like our ultimate point on this earth is to fulfill some sort of God-given purpose. Because if we don't, then there's going to be work and, and holes left in the earth that should have been filled by us. And, uh, and I think that'll be a solution to ending in suicide, depression, anxiety, all of those things. If we can find our God-given purpose and uh, strive to achieve that. Love it. That was great. Um, well, well, that has you. nothing to do with the rest of the conversation. <laughs> no, no it's, I mean that. I, I know that's your that's your thing. So we could we could have a whole other interview about that, and maybe we will. But uh, uh, I appreciate you, um, and I I love you. I love you and your family, and uh, I will be uh, I'll be in contact with you soon. And thank you for this interview. Thank you for all the words and wisdom that you share with the people. And uh, and we're out. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. Looking forward to doing it again. All right, guys, thank you for listening to the interview with Jason. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you guys learned something. I hope you guys uh, check out his stuff. So go and do that again in the show notes. Click the links. Check out all his things, his content. Solomon's Porch Podcast, Business with Bordeaux Podcast. Keep a lookout for his his commentary that he will be releasing hopefully shortly into the future uh, on on the Book of Matthew and and more to come. Like he said, he he's working on a few other ones also. Uh, he also is heavily involved with Track Stars, Track Stars with a Z. Check out their work. Check out their podcast. Any music that you you hear from their podcast is is pretty much uh, pretty much done by him. So so yeah, hope you guys enjoy all that. I hope you guys enjoyed this, and we'll see you with the next one. God bless.